Hey guys, I'm Heather. And I'm Rochelle. And, and we're, we're from, from Nature vs. Narcissism, Narcissism, a true crime podcast mixed with some dark humor. Sometimes we have alcohol. Sometimes we have guests. Since I've always been fascinated by true crime, I wanted to delve deeper into the criminal mind and discuss why these criminals commit these vile acts. Was it nature? Was it nurture? Or was it just plain old narcissism? Join us every week for a brand new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and Podbean. Don't, Don't call, call the, the cops! cops. Bye! Bye. I don't care about mommy's friends. I don't care about mommy. Okay, my friend, you will hear the podcast in one TV for. Is that it? Got it. That was it. Oh yes. In I could pause really long to do it, but you can just edit that out, can't you? Yeah, I do every time. Four, three. Hey everybody, this is Daniel. And I have the impulse to finish that countdown every week. And I'm Carla, and this is Who's Your Homicide? A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers, or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm Daniel, by the way. I needed to build some suspense up in there. It really got him, I can tell. Yep. Got him good. What up? What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Greetings. <sighs> I don't know. Um, oh, I want you to read that letter. Oh, yeah. I've had a- Did Daniel, I don't know if you knew about this. The rude letter one of her neighbors left her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really, really silly, though. Yeah. It's well, more... I sent it to the three of you at like 6 a.m., but I wasn't awake yet. She, She's a nurse, so she gets up earlier than I do. And um, so she texted me and was like, look what somebody left me on my car Can in you... a Ziploc bag. In a zip. Oh, for protection. Yeah. This Can you is explain an older person. How, how you guys park. Like I have a... I have a super long driveway. I mean, it's not that And a long. garage, but like the garage door is broken. I can't use it. Mm-hmm. So what's the complaint? That we don't, we both don't park in the in the driveway. But they can't because they have different work schedules. She tr- she gets up, she's a very like fit person. Mm-hmm. She gets up at 4 a.m. to go work out before she goes and works her 12 hour shift. Wow. That yeah. hurts me on the inside. So like sometimes I hear her when she gets up, it's like 4 a.m. So, so the this person wants us to wants me to get up at four a.m. and move my move my car so she can get out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or they want me to. She goes to bed at eight. So your your driveway is only a single lane. <coughs> it's a single yeah. lane. You okay. can't like do the swerve around like we can do here. Yeah. So or she wants me. Is there any? What's the rationale behind? <laughs> Why is she upset? Yes. Well, I'll just read it. Yep. But the other thing is, she, Brooke goes to bed at eight. Sometimes I come over here and I'm here until like ten or like nine thirty. And by the time you get home, am I going to wake her up and say, "Okay, Brooke, time to come down and put your car behind mine"? Because I don't want you to fucking wake me up at four a.m. Yeah. yeah. So w- what we do is I park in the driveway because mm-hmm. it' my house, and she parks on the street, and which is fine. It's the street just... parking is just like on one side. Yeah. 
and it's the side opposite from my house. Oddly so, enough, though, the houses opposite of her do not have driveways. Apparently, they don't have driveways. I never even noticed that. I I find it hard to believe. Usually, they have some kind of parking space. At, like alley but I access? Yeah, I haven't cared enough to... They do have it. I know they have an alley back there. I don't know. Okay. So this is what the note says. It's dated. It's dated. Time stamped. One sixteen nineteen. Okay. You know. That's what you know it's gonna start going. It's like, you know. You know what? You know, it's really quite disgusting to me when people on the east side of the street are so discourteous to notice or to care that the people on the west side of the street have no driveways exclamation point underline underline (laughs) all because of a slight inconvenience to you to have to move your car out of the driveway to get another car out when you have enough private parking this is her reason you have enough private parking for four cars you could just line them up stack them deep thanks for being considerate and neighborly name no No. name no no they're not gonna own it it's like it's one of our itunes reviews I don't understand if this person, I think by the handwriting, this person's a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If it was so one of us. I just feel us. like women just write bigger and like in Except a certain for me. way. You still write huge though. Yeah, that's true. Um, They didn't leave a name. They didn't leave a number. They didn't say which house they were. So they clearly just live on the opposite side of the street. No iTunes username. Nothing. No iTunes news- username. And they put it on Buck's car mm-hmm. on the street in a Ziploc bag. So what it means is this Does she person... she prevent somebody from being able to park? No. 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 There are this plenty person of streets, has street assumed parking. that's her parking spot and Brooke is in it. There's no names. So can you get closer? Like, is there a spot like on one side or the other? It's Everyone parks on one side. Right. So, but I'm saying in the whole strip of where you can park, is that the only spot right there? No. no. There's tons of room. They'd have to park in front of so another house. So this isn't house. like this is the one spot right in front no, of their No, absolutely house. not. No. No, no. If, unless unless there's a bunch of other people parking in her spot or in unless front of her there's house. multiple cars. Yeah. Um. Well, here's the thing: is I noticed my neighbors started doing it that just moved in okay. next door to me. The the house that used to have the they evil started dogs. parking on the other side of the street. Well, they started. They have two people. Mm-hmm. So one person, I noticed that they had one of their cars on the and we don't know street. which house it is either. Is it in front of somebody else's house? Yeah. And that might be all it is. Which is, I mean, if they really had an issue, why couldn't they just come talk to us? Mm-hmm. But maybe they don't know which car, which house belongs to which yeah. car. Or they could have wrote know. a lot nicer note. I think it just, yes. But when you're hi- historically, ass, like- when historically, like if someone left, like I think this is an episode of The Office, when Pam leaves an, a note in the kitchen about the microwave being... Yeah, dirty, and everyone gets shitty because <laughs> she didn't put who it was from. from. Yeah, and like, like mean notes like that. I, I wouldn't call this mean. I don't know. It just seems disgruntled, uh, disgruntled unnecessarily. It's shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's shitty. Instead of saying, "Can we figure?" I don't know. Either like, way, do you think we can work something out? Like, can we leave the space in front of my house open for me? I have hip dysplasia. I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah. It depends. Do you have an <clears throat> iTunes account where you can give us five stars? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. There's probably not a good reason. Except she thinks I that's her spot. I don't want your goddamn car in front of my house. We think it's the that's crazy what I cat think. lady house. So I thought I was for sure like the next day, which was Thursday, Wednesday. The next day, which was Wednesday. She like I was going to hear a knock on the door when I got home from work. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't going to answer. I was like, no, I'm not answering the yeah. door. But. You can leave another nasty note. 
Or I said your someone's car is going to get egged next. I know. So we have the note. We're keeping the note. Mm-hmm. But I truly could, like, I truly could not care less. Like, you have frivolous problems, I'm lady. just like, I, I just truly don't I'd give a fuck. I'd write another note, and I'd tell her when she gets out of her car at night, fold it up, put it in the baggie, <laughs> and leave it on the thing, <clears throat> and leave it. Dear angry note lady, and make sure you put lady just in case it's a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a man. A man. A man. <laughs> I want a copy of that note to put on the RV. And you know, you what you need one. to do is you mm-hmm. just tell them, I need a uh, another note written a little bit. I need you to be just a little bit nicer. We are neighbors. Uh, so I'd like you to think about the the bad tone. And let's, let's re-talk about this. And I'd also like the reason, am I blocking you from being able to park? Am I preventing somebody access to the front of their house? Are you just a crazy cat I'd lady? Li- I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. I really wanted the person to like come up to me and be like, why don't you clean up your disgusting fucking house first and yep. then I won't park in front of it. Or I'm going to call animal control and that will really ruin I'll your be day. like, keep your damn fucking cats out of my yard. I had little cat footprints today, which I truly mm-hmm. don't mind. I, I just like care. cats a lot. But that would be something I could throw at her. I'm sure she has too many hats. I don't know how- what the limit. I got an idea. Bear traps. Bear no! trap. We put cheese on them so then the cats <laughs> jump on. I don't know what the limit is. Cat per house. Like I don't square know. footage wise. But I'm but sure she's exceeding this it. This is the kind of house like. There are that many cats? We don't know. I'm just uh, sure. Okay, is. but this is the kind of house like. Like mine kind of has a, a screened in front porch. Mm-hmm. And I think her. I think this house is like that also, but it's just not. It doesn't protrude like mine. Yeah. And in every window, there's a, a fucking cat house. Cat trees. Cat house. So there's. That's how we know, and you yeah. can smell if you get close enough to the house. I think. I always Never thought, close. man, those things would be fun to play on if they were the right size. <laughs> Human size. When you, yeah, when, I mean, when you size. were a kid and you'd see it, you'd be sit there and you. That's like, oh boy, I wish never I had that. claws so I could climb so, that thing. I think it's. I think. You never, I mean, you never thought that when you looked at those when you were a little kid and they had things like the Discovery Zone and stuff, and you're like, man, if you could scale up that. Really. No. no. Not at no, all. No, yeah, I, I feel you. You uh-uh. jump in, like, oh, oh, I could go jump in that. You hang out with your homies. With your yeah. catnip. <laughs> Somebody bring the porn. Someone bring the catnip. <laughs> porn. Someone has the fake, the little mouse on the stick. You take turns chasing it around. No, never? No, no, <laughs> no. Never? Never. Sorry. Well, that that was my interesting story. Uh, I don't know. Just I don't feel you. like I'm going to respond in any way, and nope. I'm not going to change what we're doing. You're not doing anything illegal. No, it's a public street. Yeah, and you're parking the correct direction. Yeah, you're allowed to. And there's a lot of people that do the street parking. Yeah, and there's no meters. The cars pretty much get shuffled around. Mm -hmm. Just park where there's a spot. Like it's not. She's gonna have a handwritten parking sign that says "For Crazy Cat Lady Only." Yeah. (laughs) So I don't think we're gonna do anything, and uh, we're not gonna change what we're doing because, in, to me. Because job is way more important than mine. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to wake her up and disturb her Mm-mm. or do she anything like that. She needs her sleep so she can save lives and work out. You mean to move the car? Yeah. And we're not doing that. I mean. She could always just leave her keys where you. See, and then it I all mean, happened. That's, the, I don't know. It just. Make you a second key or something. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't. It's weird. If you had a roommate and. You, I don't think. I don't know how long she really plans on living there yeah, either. Like, so can I have like, a copy of your car keys? I'm like, no. No. No, you can't. That's I like expensive. you, but no. So is your one friend talking about moving here? I don't know. She's a <laughs> she's I don't know. She <laughs> will say a million different things. I'm gonna stay in Spain. I'm gonna 
Oh, it's hard to make. I'm gonna decisions. move in with you. I'm gonna blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, I don't. If I see you, I see you. <laughs> yeah, if I see you, I see you. <laughs> if you show up with luggage on my front step, yeah. She also doesn't drive, so like that's that's a problem. It wouldn't be impossible. But I actually have a bus line that goes oh, pretty yeah. close to my house. It's a I new one too. Public transportation. We it's if we had it, it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. If we had a better system, we don't have it. No, it's not. I mean, we have the buses. They just added a new line. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you would be amazed, like how fast you can get around, like how fast we got around in Madrid. It was so we nice. Need some trams. You don't have to move. You just have to walk to the fuck wherever that goes down into the ground, and you just Ooh. get on your line, and you can. Especially if they had, if they had a bus line downtown, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. They're starting to put some in, but like it's still not enough. Like Indianapolis, like to do a uh, to do a major transportation infrastructure like that. I don't know if we have enough people to justify it. I know. The amount you would, would need, been, so it's not a pain It'd be cool if we had, like, one subway line. One subway. Just one. One that goes from, like... They used to have trains. Like, north to south. Yeah, train tracks. Everywhere. I know. We used to be... That's why God, we were the I don't know crossroads much, of America. I don't even know if it'd be possible to dig that far down. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how any... Of, I don't know on that aspect how any of that works. I know you have to make sure you're not going to hit any pipes or you're not going to disturb water beds and yeah and we technically have catacombs oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah never been downtown home. that's the connection by the way it is downtown downtown oh All wait wait right. downtown, downtown friday night, friday night. I ask your daughter yeah where do i work you work downtown way way downtown that's all that matters. Danielle looks like she has something to say yeah tell us about downtown way way downtown this is gonna freak me out yes um that's the point that's why i picked it out Daniel didn't pick it. I picked it. Well, he knows about it already. No, you don't. We forgot. We it forgot. Has, but Daniel was out of town. I didn't even know you left. Man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> In Chicago for a couple of days. Now he's back. But So I decided to do one with connected to a hotel because Daniel stayed in a hotel. And I used to work at one. It was the California. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I worked at two, actually. No, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The Claypool Hotel. You ever heard about that one? Uh, there's a Claypool parking garage, so I believe it probably is now a branded hotel. A branded or abandoned? A branded. I have no idea what that means. Um, you can, I mean, boutique hotels can be bought. The management of the hotel can buy the name Marriott, okay. Wyndham, Hilton. And put it on. And put it on. Okay. The Claypool Hotel, a long centerpiece in downtown Indianapolis, in addition to being the site of many dramatic civic events, Abraham Lincoln spoke there when it was the Bates House on February 11th, 1861. Are you riveted yet? That's my grandpa. We are not related (laughs) to Abraham Lincoln. The hotel was built in 1903 at Washington and Illinois Street near the State House. Beginning in 1943, a series of high-profile crimes and a large fire occurred in the hotel casting a dark shadow over the property. It began on Saturday afternoon in August 1943 during the height of World War II when a 32-year-old WAC, W-A-C, Woman's Army Corps, I did not know that, I learned something new, arrived from Camp Atterbury. Where is Camp Atterbury? Edburg, Indiana. Mm. Okay. 45 like, minutes south. 25? I don't know if it's southern Johnson County or northern Brown County. I think that's the next one down. It's it's right around there. It's like it's only like twenty five minutes. Oh, you mean from where like downtown and shit's yeah. at? Yeah. Um I feel like anytime we thirty was... thirty or forty five minutes mm-hmm. somewhere in that spot right there. I you think just hop of... on the interstate though, so a lot yeah. of it depends on traffic. 
65 sucks. And that's part of what I hated about this drive. Because 65 like turns into two lanes, you know, and people don't go fast enough. It is. When when you're two lanes, at least when it's three lanes, you can move around a little bit. You can get away from people. When it's two lanes, you can't fucking get away from anybody. Daniel hates driving. Yeah, I don't I don't love it either. So she was downtown on a weekend pass and her name was Corporal Mayoma Ridings. Corporal? Corporal. Huh. Oh weird. wait, she was in the military. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> when you said I'm like We both thought it was a first they name. They gave her the name Corporal. <laughs> no, Mayoma. Weird man. And she has stayed Mayo. They May- call her Mayo for short. Mm, Corp May. No, I'm not sure. And had stayed at the hotel several times, occasionally with other WACs, Women Army Corps. This time, she was escorted alone to room 279 by a bellboy. And Corporal Ridings was never seen alive again. Ridings, capable and well-liked at Atterbury, was a divorced physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. With that. Who once had served President Franklin D. Roosevelt. So that's... What's physiotherapy? Um, I know it's like muscle personal trainer. Yeah, kind of. Uh, a lot of the Formula One drivers have their own personal physio, mm-hmm. and it's they know they do all body. Yeah, it's they a smart do, person. I think they're able to do um, like physical therapy. They can do some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They they might be fully trained in that, but then they also know strength and conditioning as well as the diet. So it would make sense why she was assisting President I'm pretty sure. That's it. I, mean, I mean, I guess yeah. it's always possible, but I'm fairly certain that's... She entered the Army and took training at Daytona Beach, Florida, and was assigned to Camp Atterbury on March 6, 1943. On the day of her death, Ridings left the camp on the bus at 3.30 p.m. on August 28th with a good pass until Monday morning. By 5 p.m., she was registering at the hotel not far from the Indianapolis bus depot. About 30 minutes later... Bellboy Alfred Bain Jr. delivered six bottles of soft drinks and ice to Riding's room. She seemed in good spirits and tipped him. Alfred noticed a woman in black sitting on the bed. Black hat, black frock, black veil. Frock. Yeah. Attractive, as much as he could see. About 35 to 40 years old. Sitting on her bed. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In a van. So it wasn't a ghost? Down by the river. I thought it was a in ghost a at first. I was like, down by the river. Less than an hour later, more ice was ordered. Bellboy Robert Wolfington made the delivery. A feminine voice from the bathroom told Robert to leave the ice and take the quarter left on the dresser for him. Leave the body. Take the cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just so you know that the Claypool building is now part of Embassy Suites. I mean, the location, it's not the same building anymore. But there's also a Panera Bread and a Weber Grill. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I was going to say. I was going to get there. Okay. Well, okay. you didn't say anything about it. Yeah, because when you said by the state house, I mean, I guess that is kind of by the state house, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's like, closer to well, Circle I was thinking Center. Like, it's not right across the street from the state house. Well, that's why I immediately thought of. I was like, it used to be something. It's yeah, well, it when is you something said Maryland now, and yeah. Illinois. I'm like, no, Washington. That goes Illinois. or Washington and Illinois. That's right underneath the. It's by the Circle Center Mall. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but isn't that literally? Something? I pass it. Every day when I go to work. Now you won't be able to unthink what I'm about okay, to tell cool. you. Also, we went to the bodies exhibit in that building. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Okay. About three hours later, Mrs. Leanna McNamara, a hotel housekeeper, went to Riding's room to clean up. Supposedly, the occupant had checked out. However, the door to room 279 was blocked. 
When she forced it, she was able to see that a woman was lying between the bed and the door, arms stretched Ugh. backwards above her head and nude from the waist down. It was a ghastly sight, she told police. There was a large pool of blood a foot from her head. Her face was almost drowned in blood, and there were deep, jagged cuts in her neck, her arms, and her wrists. One cut in the left side of her neck appeared to be out four inches long and very deep. So she was attacked by a werewolf. Oh, yeah. She got roughed up pretty bad. That's what it sounds like. She got caught in a bear trap. It was either that or it was Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. It was a a raccoon. What's a raccoon? A raccoon raccoon. attack. (laughs) Trash panda. It's so much worse. (laughs) The housekeeper called the switchboard operator. Three Army Air Corps officers were nearby and heard. They rushed to her room and found the body still warm. But it was another 22 minutes before the city police were notified. So now we're going to have overlapping investigations, the military and the police. The only item in the room that might have made cuts in writing's body was a broken whiskey bottle. The room was splattered with blood, but there was no indication of a struggle. Was it splatter or spatter? This says splattered, but it should be spatter. (laughs) A single quarter lay in the blood by the victim's head. The bed was unruffled and a corner of the sheet turned back. The corporal's underwear and a cape were atop the bed in a neat pile. While police were there, the phone rang and a detective answered it only to hear a man's voice ask for Mrs. Riding. He refused to give his name and when told she was not there, he said, thank you very much and hung up. So they got a random phone call while they're investigating Yeah, in the room. Like, that doesn't sound suspicious at all. Investigation by the deputy coroner revealed that the crime had been made to look like a suicide. Cuts in her wrist were superficial. The body was taken to Fort Benjamin Harrison for the autopsy. Reveal- and it revealed that writings had been killed elsewhere in the room and dragged to the door. It appears that the woman's wrists had been slashed after she was struck on the head and cut in the neck, possibly after her heart had stopped beating, said Coroner Ray B. Storms. It's a great name. He has rabies. Oh, I didn't connect that. <laughs> <laughs> there was only a slight flow of blood from the slashes on her wrists. Death had come from a severed jugular vein, although she had suffered a hard blow to the head. There is a good probability that Corporal Ridings was criminally assaulted before she was murdered. Sexually assaulted. They okay. didn't want to use that word. That Not a word. The body of Ridings was released to relatives at Warm Springs, Georgia. When they used to say that when growing up, when they would say the victim was assaulted mm-hmm. before being murdered, I'd always sit there and go, so they beat them up before and they then killed they them. shot them. Right, yeah. right. Yep. Mm, not always. Police had a lot of work to do, but little panned out. Robert was grilled for several days but was released, the bellhop boy. The mystery of the phone call was cleared up. Corporal Emmanuel Fisher of Camp Atterbury said that he had called because he had a date with writings. When a man answered, he hung up. I was like, great, the girl I'm calling has a guy in mm-hmm. her room, so clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's why she was like. Know that feeling. What? <laughs> Not from you. Oh, okay. But the woman in black was never identified. Alfred said that the woman kept silent while he was in the room, but she appeared to be in good humor. Some suggested that it might have been a female impersonator. So I don't know if that meant it was a man dressed as a woman. That makes sense. Like, because. What this, would be your other option? I don't know. But because okay. of being judged by having a man in your room type of thing. So oh, I wonder if you dressed him up as a woman. This kid said, she looked pretty feminine to me. (laughs) (laughs) One hotel guest who was next to room 729 told the police that he had been there all evening, but had heard nothing unusual and certainly no struggle. Another young man, 18 from Newcastle, 
had bragged to friends that he had stayed in the Indianapolis hotel the night Ridings died and knew a lot about the killing. Police doubted that he had anything to do with the murder, but held him for a while anyhow. Just for fun. Yep. Run in your mouth. You're going to get arrested. Yep. It's like my friend CJ on his 21st birthday when he said, fuck the police to a police officer. Oh, did he get arrested? Just about. Just about. Don't say that to the police. No, that's not a good idea. No. I think they put him in handcuffs, but they were able to talk him out of it. Oh. A wax skirt, W-A-C. Riding sides was found in the 1900 block of North Tibbs Avenue by a milk wagon driver. Nothing came of it or of a report that a bloody skirt was taken to the dry cleaner. So they're saying no one even reported getting a skirt that had blood that they cleaned. I wonder how often people bring blood-soaked clothing to dry cleaners. You know, that's like, a good Don't question. report this to police, but can you get these stains out? I'm a butcher. Yeah, uh, for a living. What is it in uh, <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now a bunch of people at Atterbury were questioned, and investigators learned nothing except that Ridings was well-liked and had a spotless military record. The coroner backed off his speculation that Ridings had been sexually assaulted. So they're like, well... Since it's not benefiting one way or the other, let's just say she wasn't. (laughs) Some wild speculations such as jealousy and that the woman in black had been a foreign agent were discarded by police. So I don't know if like a spy, is that what they're referring to? She was a spy. She was meeting with a spy dressed in black. Nobody ever learned why a woman's Army Corps member from Georgia had been murdered in an Indianapolis hotel. So they still don't know. The investigation came to a total standstill due to the military interference in the late call to city police. Many clues were lost in the confusion immediately preceding the murder. This kind of reminds me about like campus police mm-hmm, and that's regular it. police. Like oh, your that shit's always gonna muddies get, the water. Yeah, yeah, your shit's gonna get fucked up. Yeah, it's like just it's so bad. Yeah. Well, that's like kind of a comparison to that. Most states, if a race car driver is pronounced dead at the track. The police get to investigate. Really? Yes. Because they have to rule out that it's not a homicide. So they get all the data. They oh, get to take man. the car and do what they need to. To make sure no so one clips the wires. No one fuck with the car. They get to they get to have whoever huh. do the autopsy or in Dan Weldon's case when he they knew as soon as they got to him, he wasn't gonna survive. Yeah. If he wasn't killed instantly, which I venture to say he was killed instantly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that but was that's the case. why they loaded the car up. They got it the fuck out of the track immediately. Like I think they put it on a flatbed, and the flatbed drove outside of the track and down the street to the hauler, so <laughs> the Indy car could load it on a hauler and get it the hell out of the uh. state. <laughs> and why the doctors continued to work on Dan, even though he had a yeah the, massive like, we head to- wound. They got him on a helicopter, wheel him out, got him up into the air. Got him to the hospital and pronounced him dead. And said bye while he Indiana. was uh, on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yes. So like th- that's it. Then no. nothing else. Oh, okay. Well, go go on, go that's on. still unsolved. If oh, you have okay. any information, please. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's 1943. <laughs> please call the police. Yeah, I'm not. You never know. There you could never be know. I, your grandpa's diary somewhere could have some if, information. Yeah, if someone they don't have any suspects or anything though. So I don't know. Weird. It's very sad that you're a that professional, I smart person. Mysteries. I know. No. Just revel in that for a while. There's no satisfaction. No. Speaking of, they have another uh, suspect in the Delphi murders. Yes, I saw that. Wait, is it the um, guy that they arrested? Well, they have somebody else that they're looking at because- As potential. Well, when he got arrested and they put his picture on, on the television, uh-huh. 
everyone saw it and said, that looks like the guy. So the they darling. all called the tip line. Okay. So they have to investigate. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that guy kind of looks like that drawing they put out? <laughs> hey, we should call the police. <laughs> okay. So I said there were crimes. Uh. Oh, okay. So that means there's more than one. Cool. You thought we were off the hook, didn't I, you, Carla? I did. And then it was short. Freezing. 11 years later. 11. So 1954. Math is hard. I had it written out. Carla, okay. where were you in 1954? I was in the cosmos. <laughs> the cosmos. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was in the cosmos because my parents were in the cosmos. Yeah, it's a ways back. So One more year. And you had two mom... nut sacks to transfer from yet. Yeah, right. Thanks. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm. 11 years later, the body of Dorothy Poor. Dorothy. And Poor has an E on the end. Dorothy. That's what I kept saying in my head. <laughs> was discovered by Claypool housekeeper on a hot July day Ugh. in 1954. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And they said it was extra hot and no air conditioning. Yeah. The 19-year-old victim was stuffed in a dresser drawer. That's rude. Oh, I don't know how it happened. That's rude. And imagine, especially in 1954, it's like today... Everybody's seen weird fucked up shit at one time or another on the mm-hmm. internet. You eventually come across it. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's different with your own eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But back in the nineteen fifties, the only time you ever saw that or even could even imagine yeah. something like that is if you saw it in person. Yeah. Two housekeepers noticed a horrible smell when they entered room six six five. I wish it was six six six, but it wasn't. <laughs> And called for the houseboy. I don't know if houseboy is a derogatory term or not. In this I don't statement. think so. Okay. Houseboy is like, they just called a house person now and they clean up general messes in the hotel. Yeah. They're not just in the rooms. Okay. That makes sense. So they called him to open the drawer. They said, fuck that shit. I honestly, that would probably happen to <laughs> yeah, too. Call yep. the house person. You could say, not my job. The stench forced the hotel to evacuate the entire sixth floor. Dorothy's body was badly decomposed, posing problems for the coroner. But it was determined that she had been strangled or suffocated. She was five foot six inches and 125 pounds and was jammed into a dresser drawer, which was about 48 inches by 24 inches and approximately 10 inches deep. So it's possible. I, yeah, because she was small enough, but still. like This is not the first body we've had stuffed into a small space on this show. It's true. Can you remind us though? <laughs> yeah. Can you... The trunk lady. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She she that, did some puzzle work there. Yeah. That was this wasn't as much puzzle work, yeah. Authorities speculated that it might have taken two persons to perform that difficult task. Marion County Coroner, Dr. Roy B. Storms, the same either same it's guy. the son or the same guy. Yeah. Said that there was no evidence her death was caused by blows, puncture wounds, or bullets, and that she had possibly been smothered to death. He noted that there were no signs of violence on the body, but bluntly added, you don't just stuff yourself into a dresser drawer. No. No. Huh. No. It was estimated that Dorothy had been dead about 36 hours. Investigators found a blue cloth handbag behind a radiator. It was Dorothy's and contained a blank social security application, an address book, a package of chewing gum, and five cents in change. Soon police found clothing where water pipes and an air vent came together in the room through the closet. So that he's jamming stuff into places to hide it. Mm-hmm. You can't hide the smell. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Police almost immediately focused on a sadist sex fiend as the possible killer. I guess. I, mean, I don't okay. know how you get that. I don't know. I don't know. 
A pair of sandals, a pair of blue jeans, a white shirt, and a broken blue plastic belt were found stuffed in the airspace in that hotel closet. Fingerprints were found, and a Buick automobile parked in the garage used by the hotel was possibly related to the no. crime. Not a Buick. Not a Buick. Buick was a different thing back in the 60s than what it is today. Was that one Buick car that the front seat swirled around? Love. So your mom could like bust you upside the head. The front <laughs> the passenger seat could twirl around. I don't think that was a Buick. I'm going to say it was. I think that was a I'm gonna Chrysler guess, or I'm going to guess things. it was definitely not a Buick. I'm going to say it was. No. <laughs> no, because that's a minivan. Feature. No, it was like a convertible. Yeah, I saw a picture of mm-hmm. Yeah, we it saw the same picture. It was a convertible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Which then I, I don't it. know. How old of how old are we talking? Probably fifties or sixties. Fifties, sixties. Oh, maybe. See? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Back when someone would actually buy a convertible Buick made. They also wanted to find a man who gave the name John O'Breen or Jack O'Shea. I found conflicting information. Either John O'Breen or Jack O'Shea. Either way, it's an Irish person and we are related to someone with the name John O'Breen. Kisty Blarney Stone. Yeah, but it's not the same. It, the I looked. I thought really this could be a relative, and Dope. it wasn't. He had rented the room the previous Thursday. He had said he was a salesman from New York City. John was described as well-dressed in his mid-30s in a medium build with a smooth, light complexion. At one point, housekeepers had seen John seated on the bed, explaining that a spot of blood on the sheet was from a nosebleed resulting from a sinus condition. So he's already explaining away why there's like blood on his sheets. Mm-hmm. Police believe Dorothy had been lured that previous Thursday to the clay pool with the promise of a job and then suffocated with a pillow. So that's their theory. Dorothy had spent most of her life in Clinton in Vermilion County after being born in Chicago. Kayla, where's it? Well, we did one. (laughs) Get it. It's further south. Not all the way south. The deep south. We did the nurse, the serial killer nurse. Was yes, from I was Vermillion. just talking about that the other day. Yeah. It's a good song. Orville, Lynn Majors. Yes. I was talking about that to someone. I forget why. Okay. Probably about murder. Yeah. <laughs> she was skilled at typing in shorthand and had come to Indianapolis on her third trip there to try to obtain a job. She had checked into the Lorraine Hotel a short distance from the clay pool on Saturday and had hoped to take a civil service examination five days after her body was found. So she's there setting up business. Damn. She had first come to Indianapolis on July 1st, staying two nights in the Lorraine and spending time with a former classmate who was working in Indianapolis and staying with relatives. On trips back to Clinton, Dorothy told her grandmother that men on the street had followed her twice. One took her travel bag and examined it in the bus station before returning it. Like, bitch, don't don't touch my fucking things. Yeah. And the other said that he was a bus terminal detective assigned to protect young girls. Like the fuck. I'm you sure are. that I'm sure that was the, a position yeah. back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. They don't even have that shit today. Nope. Dorothy's mother accompanied her on July eighth on her job search in Indianapolis. After a couple of days, Dorothy returned home. And on Wednesday, July 14th, the girl made her third and last job hunting trip alone. So it, this is a thing for men to wait for young country girls to come off the bus and uh-huh. lure them places. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Indianapolis Star reporter Carolyn Pickering. Pickering. was Isn't that a reporter name? Uh, yes, it is. Carolyn Pickering was so disturbed by the notion that young country girls would be easily swallowed up by the big city, she posed as a young girl fresh off the farm looking for work in Indianapolis. Within minutes after hopping off the bus, she was approached by a kindly gentleman offering her protection, 
fatherly advice, drinks, and a hotel room. Cool. Yeah. So Indianapolis police began to hunt for John O'Brien. Since they suspected a phony name, they asked hotel personnel to come up with a drawing of the man they had seen. Later, at the urging of an Indianapolis reporter, police began canvassing other hotels in the area. So they think he's staying at a different hotel and then using this hotel room to try to lure girls back to. Because he ain't no fool. You don't put it under your real name. He ain't no fool. A registration at the Kirkwood Hotel led them to the name Victor Lively in handwriting that matched Mr. O'Brien. Hmm. A check revealed that Victor had worked... Should come up with something better, like yeah. Hugh Johnson. Hugh Johnson. A Fred Glass. No, ben. that's a real person. <laughs> ben Dover. <laughs> Mr. What does she say? George Glass. That's what she says in Bridesmaids. Yeah. George, George Glass. Glass. <laughs> it's from, that's from the Brady Bunch movie, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Victor had worked at Star Laundry and Dry Cleaners and had driven a taxi and gave his home as... Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont, Texas. Didn't we talk about that once too? Probably. Cool. His fingerprints matched those found in the murder room. I don't know how fingerprint technology was in the 50s. I don't... I don't know. Probably slower than nowadays. I mean, it seems pretty... I don't know. Straightforward. That looked like that. A police bulletin resulted in the apprehension of Victor Lively in Clayton, Missouri on July 23rd, five days after the discovery of Dorothy Poor's body. Victor had been picked up while hitchhiking en route to Texas. Within hours, he admitted to killing Dorothy. Indianapolis homicide detectives took a bellhop from the Claypool to Missouri to identify Mr. Lively. So, What fun for the bellhop. Yeah, he was like, oh boy. <laughs> Even though he had already readily admitted to seeing the bellhop at the Claypool. He was like, if you bring that bellhop here, I've already seen him. Just so you know. like mm -hmm. I admit to being there. But they wanted to bring him. So this person was sly. They went to a different city and did it as well. Yeah. He's not from Indianapolis. Got well, it. no, it said he had a job and stuff here, but I don't know but where But maybe he's... he had a second home. I don't know where he lived, lived. He Why might have lived he in, in Missouri? that hotel. No, he ran to Missouri. Oh, he ran to I Missouri. Flee. I flee my crimes. I flee. <laughs> um, Victor told Missouri authorities that he had asked a cab driver about girls he might date. Yippee. <laughs> There's no online dating. Yippee. That's why they used to have taxi cab confessions. <laughs> the cabbie said that he knew one, but that she would not go out without her friend because she is not an idiot. And he's like, oh, man, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Instead, Victor returned to his clay pool room to write a letter to his ex-wife. I assume he's drinking, too, during anyone who's writing a letter to oh, their ex. Oh, Martha. <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> About midnight, he said two girls, one named Ruth and the other named Dorothy, came to his room. Ruth, quote, unquote, never was fully identified. But after about two and a half hours of talking about jobs, she and Dorothy had an argument and Ruth left. Dorothy stayed, according to Victor. He stated that he was drinking gin and water, but Dot, oh, he's given her a nickname. That's cute. Didn't we have, we have an Aunt Dot? Had. Yes, had an Aunt, had Dot. An aunt Dot. But Dot, as he called her wanted whiskey, which he refused to get because it was late and obtaining it from the bellhop would have been expensive. Dot, he said, became angry and began slapping him. <laughs> he tried to restrain her. I didn't know what happened, he said. What Victor happened? said he thought he put his hands around her throat. What happened? What happened? Victor, that's not what happened. It was about 2.30 a.m. on July 16th, he said, and he sat for hours drinking the rest of the gin. There was nobody in the room except for him and the corpse. So he's trying to figure out what the fuck to do. 
Jesus. When it became daylight, Victor put Dot, who was wearing a slip, bra, and pants, into the dresser drawer. Then he stuffed jeans, shoes, and a blouse in the air tunnel in the closet. So rude. Put her in the damn drawer. Mm Mm-hmm. Having done that, he left the hotel about 9.30 a.m. and went to East St. Louis, Illinois, Hmm. and called his boss. (laughs) On Saturday night, broke, he slept in the bus depot. Victor Lively, the six-time married father of one. So I don't know which ex-wife he was writing to or if he was six writing times. a general letter. Well, six copies of a Were they all alive? That's a good question. Yeah, it's like, how are their well-being? Yeah. He was returned to Indianapolis. He admitted to picking up Dorothy at a hamburger stand and taking her back to his hotel room. He strangled her after she rejected his multiple sexual advances. Women can't say no in the 50s. You can't say no to me. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> I know that... Exactly. Th- can't hurt my feelings. <laughs> exactly. Makes my dick you get smaller. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> I know they'll burn me, Lively said before his trial. After a 13-day trial, the jury of 11 men... Well, they, don't, they don't burn them. They just electrocute you. <laughs> The jury of 11 men, oh, and one woman, they let one woman on just for appearance's sake. Yes. They told her she couldn't talk. Sounds like when my work asked me to go into a meeting with them. All men? All men. They were like, we need a girl. Make it look better. Get up here. They tell you not to talk? It was assumed. They just said smile and nod. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. They really said smile and nod? No. It's implied. It's implied. So they convicted him of committing murder while attempting to perpetrate a rape. Victor Lively was sentenced to life at the Indiana State Prison at Michigan City on December 2nd, 1954. What does it mean when you're sentenced to life? You probably won't spend your life there. He was paroled on July 25th, (laughs) 1980. Wow. Ain't that long. Wow. He He did what he'd done and got out. Mm -hmm. But as karma would have it, he died less than a year later. Okay. I'm not sure how. Indianapolis peacefully in his sleep. Yeah. He had, no one was attempting to rape him and shoving him in a dresser drawer. Yeah. He says, well, it wouldn't work. I wouldn't fit. I'm a man. <laughs> Historic Indianapolis crimes, murder and mystery in the Circle City. That's where most of that came from. And the Indianapolis story. So they never tried to connect the two? Yeah, I don't think they were. They just happened to be both in, a ho- in the same hotel, 11 okay. years apart. Because that guy would have been too young to mm, commit the okay. first one. Got it. In 1967, the hotel underwent a number of updates. The rooms were renovated and the exterior was sandblasted to brighten the facade. This effort was in vain. In the early morning hours of June 23rd, a fire broke out in the utility closet on the fourth floor. The fire was most likely caused by... Fire. Rats. (laughs) There was probably a squirrel that got drenched in lighter fluid. No, that alcohol dad gave you. Everclear. (laughs) Everclear. (laughs) He was drinking Everclear. It's like flammable. Somebody lit a fire, a a candle too close to a curtain. By a carelessly discarded cigarette. Smoldering for hours before being discovered. Over 300 guests had to be evacuated, including the Tacoma Cubs AAA baseball team. Oh, Oh, no. no. You know, I got evacuated from a hotel that was supposedly on fire. Yes, you did. Oddly enough, I didn't connect that till just now. Man, that would have been a good one. <laughs> that would have been a good connection. So, well, the smoke alarms went off, right? Yeah, like a bell or something burned up, which as soon as I got there, I smelled like there was something burning and then just thought, 
I'll just go to my room. Maybe it's just doesn't a weird, kill me. Maybe it's just a weird smell. No, I mean, so we're talking like eight hours later, 1230 at night, or I guess 1230 in the morning, the fucking thing went off, the fire alarm went off. I thought he, you were sending me the Snapchat, because I just assumed you were downtown with your fucking shenanigans, and for some reason- Because I was out in my you were truck. Outside oh. of the hotel. Fire trucks outside. Why were you staying in a hotel in Indianapolis? Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay. Man. Man. Okay, well, you didn't make any sense. That's okay. Also, the Fraternal Order of Eagles, who were having their convention in town, were displaced by the what fire. Kind of oh! What kind of eagles? Like actual birds? Fraternal Order. Men only. Of eagles. Mm-hmm. Although the fire was contained to the utility area between the fourth and fifth floors, heavy water damage from the firefighter, the firefighting efforts flooded the lobby and rendered more than 80 rooms unusable. Damn. It's a big hotel. If you put it on hot wire, I bet people would still take them. Rather than attempting to restore the damaged hotel, the owners opted to. <laughs> the owners opted to close the building in hopes of developing a new hotel on the site. Simon Property Group constructed Claypool Court. God bless the Simon Property. And group. I could have, when I was making ten dollars an hour at the Marriott, spent fifty dollars a month to park there, or thirty dollars a, mar- a month to park at Pan Am Plaza. Just to park downtown. Man, what a great deal. What a great deal. And then they wanted to give me a $1 raise to be in charge of everyone. And you're like, that's insulting. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And you got to work if you parked in that parking garage with no cell reception. Yeah, it was absolutely If you don't hear from me in 10 minutes, call the cops. I would literally call people and be like, I'm walking to my garage right now. Mm -hmm. If you don't hear from me in 10 minutes. It got to the point where I was texting mom like, it's kind of been like 30 minutes or some shit. Did I call the cops yet? No. I had my baton and I would carry my key as a knife, like between my fingers, just in case. Yeah. Did you? You had pepper spray too. Mm, Yes, I don't know where that is now. But now you don't have that problem. No, it's much nicer. Fifty bucks to park. Yeah, they're having to pay off the bad karma from the murders. Yeah. Well, and even where you live now, people are rehabbing the houses, and those things are starting to go for some money, aren't they? I'm like, I my area is like, I don't feel bad. I mm-hmm. don't feel uncomfortable with it at all. Besides I mean, the woman. With besides the, the woman. She's about to fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Carla, just so you know, if you get murdered, we're going to do, instead of um, for your eulogy, Danielle and I are going to have a live, a live <laughs> recording of the Hoosier Homicide podcast. You broke my headband. <laughs> okay, no, I, I approve. That was already broke. I approve. Daniel found our intro and outro music on a video on YouTube. <laughs> yes. A fish video. <laughs> and, and aquarium. A guy that does aquarium stuff. He came running. He's like, listen, listen, listen. listen. I was like, hey, that's us. And he's like, but it's like, not. It, it took me a second. I turned it all the way up and I had to wait for the whistling part before I was like, Oh, what the fuck. hell is this? <laughs> That's our song. They stole it. That's my sound, man. For the fishes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we paid to use that song. I don't, I don't think know. so. No, I think we did. Because you think... went on where you only had to pay one time and you got oh, the rights okay. to the music. Maybe. I'm, I'm almost positive So can we that. sue them? Sue them! No, because anybody can use it. It's just like sample music. Oh, like, okay. So anyone can pay you for it. You can't put a copyright on this because you didn't write it. Maybe they give you the, a discount. But I can charge you to use it. On the yeah. fish. Uh, the fish can fish. use it. I don't care. The fish discount. So if anyone hears our intro on a fish YouTube video. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Damn it.
fucking bitches. It's a guy that does aquarium stuff. Oh, okay. Mm, how to's. Yes. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Speaking of, when I got home uh, Friday night, found out that oh, yeah. the tragic passing of Glorp, the lawnmower Blenny. Mm-hmm. Everyone was deeply affected. We had a nice, was deeply affected. We had a nice service for him. At, it was uh, waterside. It was a Viking funeral. <laughs> yes, I lit him. That's what I should have done. I should have lit, lit him on. I should have stuck him in the. To- that's what I'm going to do next time. She'll be so pissed off. Can you imagine how bad it'd smell if I lit a dead fish on fire <laughs> and then put it in, in the, the toilet? toilet? No, that's what we do. We eat dead fish. We put them on. But the- first, you have to let them dry out. Okay. Yeah. Either that, that or pour is, yeah. lighter fluid on them. <laughs> got that Everclear. Be a he took my flowers and my candle and set it on the back of the toilet like it was a memorial. For it was a memorial. <laughs> I was saddened by this passing. Yeah. The kid, I think it helps her understand where it went when she watches a video of him <laughs> flushing it down the toilet. <laughs> there was a nice there was a nice rendition of Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. The poor fish. Cool. No, we, we covered three deaths today. We didn't talk about your coral that put a bunch of jizz oh, in the wait, tank. Wait, wait, wait. Another thing. I got home, and I got an. I can't even remember what kind of fish it is. It's it's an algae eating freshwater fish. That's it's a sucky fish, right? Swimming mm-hmm. by. Yeah, he's by himself in a little like eight or ten gallon cube. Anyways. I come home, or the next morning I wake up, and he's just floating around in the water. And this fish is skittish as fuck. Mm-hmm. So I, wa- I walk up, and I get a tool, and I poke him with it to see what he does. And nope, he just keeps floating. He's yeah. dead. And so I didn't want to deal with the child having another dead fish. <laughs> so I just left him in there, and I thought, I'll just come back later and, and take care of him. So... We leave, come back, and I'm like, I need to take care of. I need to take care of that. Get him out of the water. I need to have another memorial service. Where is the candle? I, I need come flowers. Back, <laughs> and he's gone. And I'm like, what the? Where the fuck did he go? Oh, he's alive. He's alive. <laughs> no. So Frankenfish. <laughs> I went. Yes. I mean, this fish is skittish. Okay. Any any slight movement, if he thinks you're around, oh, you never see it. It's he the best kind goes of and hides in his little castle. You you never see this fish. I mean, I do because I'm in there enough, and then just times I walk in and turn on the lights, and he's not expecting anybody. But, I mean, he was floating around. He was stiff, almost. Mm-hmm. He's playing possum. Possum. So, But please explain the cl- coral that you got that is oh, half eaten now also. Yeah. Like I got this thing. It's called a hammer coral. You have to look it up. It's called a hammer coral because it the tips of the, its tentacles look like little hammers because it brings down the hammer boom well anyways this you know they it tries to mate and spread its seed so it creates uh sperm more or less and puffy white clouds of sperm lets it out into the tank yes. and them shrimp think it's a delicacy ah, they go, went go, fucking go, go, nuts go. to eat up all that cum in the tank it was gross but then they started pulling out which they yeah. usually don't then Do. they started to eat the coral to get more cum out of it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this movie. <laughs> I think that's all I got. All right. Yeah, that's all I got, too. It's fucking cold in here. Cum coral. Cum I coral. I think it's pretty comfortable. Now, granted, I'm laying on the heated blanket. Yeah, yeah. that's cheating. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out of the, the corn. corn. Hey, wait a second. 
And you can also find us on oh, yeah. <laughs> Instagram. The fuck's wrong with you? And Twitter, at Who's Your Homicide. We have almost a thousand followers. We do have a thousand followers. We do have a thousand followers. Arbitrary numbers. Oh my God. I think Selena Gomez just celebrated 40 million. Whoa. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but probably. Um, Facebook, we're on that too. And um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play. That's it. And Instagram. And, yeah. I said it okay. all, I think. Uh, no, and we have merchandise on Public. We haven't sold anything in a while, so they messaged me to make sure I was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah They're I'm, nice. I'm, I'm okay. Somebody's checking on you. Besides Netflix. Like, are you still fucking watching this show? Yeah, I am. Yeah. What's it to you? Hat. I want to watch it. What's it fucking to you? <laughs> and... Uh, you can donate money to us and you can listen to Patreon episodes. Patreon. We're about to put out another one. About what? Um, it involves the Illuminati, but not in the way you would think it would. Uh, <laughs> Remember uh? that one of the theories? Oh. Of the Freemasons? Oh. Someone sues someone for $3 billion. Well, you can tell people what the, oh, okay. the topic is. What's the topic? Casey Anthony. Yeah, you were quite obsessed with that for some time. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah. You... Don't it say was a we. healthy obsession. I said, you don't say <laughs> we. We, 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 we. All right. That's it, I guess. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the corn. corn. Two times. Two times. Two, two. Oh, goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. 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 Bye. 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 Who didn't turn their phone down? I off. didn't. Who do you think? Who do you think? Read it. What does it say? Oh. Yeah, you have what's to read it, say? it now since you interrupted us. Yeah, it's Sorry. just like passing notes what's in class. It it's like passing notes in class. Cupcakes are muffins that believed in <laughs> Cupcakes are muffins that believed in miracles. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird.